Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wagner. Thank you all for joining me today. Got a really cool interview, cool episode uh, in front of us. Somebody I've been trying to connect with here for a little while. Names just popped up over and over again for me. And and finally, you know, mostly I I had to engage in that conversation and make it happen. It wasn't anything on his end that that was holding us up. I was just dragging my feet. Mostly um, Shane Zutz is a leader. He says it in the interview. I'm a coach and a teacher first. Long time teacher, educator, uh, baseball coach, was a high school principal, and then transitioned out of the field of education. We talk about it to DigiKey Electronics, uh, a company in Northwest Minnesota that's does electronics component parts for all over the world. And you hear it; it's a giant company. They they serve like five thousand employees internationally. And then they serve a ton of uh, distributors and and just everything you can imagine in this space. They're doing it at a world-class level. And so to go from being a teacher, coach, leader, administrator in education to leading and being the vice president of HR for a giant international corporation in his hometown was just a fascinating series of thoughts for me because i think the thing i'm drawn to often is transition and how do we handle and deal with transition in what i do for leaders for coaches for athletes this is one of the challenging spots this is maybe the most challenging spot what is the emotional resonance what is the emotional distress that appears when uncertainty comes. We all deal with uncertainty. We all deal with the what ifs and the what's next in different ways. I hope to empower people listening to this podcast, the people that we work with, what Shane is doing in his organization, in the organization that they work in. How do we give people the safety and security to face the uncertain with courage, with trust, belief in yourself and your team. I just am incredibly fascinated by this conversation. At this point in the year-long landscape, I work with a lot of wrestling programs and it's the state wrestling tournament. The stakes increase right now for athletes it's the time of year where we're finishing the winter season and transitioning into the spring season for those of us in northern climates uncertainty is coming you know there may be there's a lot of snow in a lot of parts of our world like does that increase our opportunity for flooding like where i'm at does that change when people can get in the field to do their work like farmers how does how do we manage these stressors 
I wanted to seek out someone who's made that transition and made it successfully to understand how do we do this? What can we do? What skills are transferable? What things can we learn from our previous experience that we can apply here? And I thought Shane uh, really gave us some awesome stuff today. I got better. I know you will too. Shane's us of DigiKey. Here we go. Shane Zutz, you are uh, somebody that I've known kind of from afar for a long time. I coached when you were the principal at Thief River Falls High School. Um, I coached up there, and, I, and I've had many conversations with many people who know you well, and yet I feel like we maybe had one interaction in our life prior to a couple of weeks ago when I called you to potentially be on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited to have this conversation because I've heard nothing but great things. So how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing great. And, you know, I listen to your podcast and, uh, you know, for, for me to be on with some of the people <laughs> in regards that you've had in the past, the, the, the amount of knowledge and that you spread from the guests that you have is uh, thank you for that service. I, I think so many people don't know and understand that when you take the time and you have a podcast or you take time to publish things, you know, they have a big impact on people and you don't always see it, right? Because they're listening to it when they're going for a walk or a run or driving their car or sitting in a deer stand or whatever. But, you know, the, the work that you do matters and, and people need to hear voices uh, from others. And so definitely appreciate your work. Well, I appreciate that. And really, I again, I would encourage anybody that's listening, like we do this because we want to grow and get better. What can you share? You know, like what can you share in your community, in your space? And I even think the thing that you just did is really important to highlight. You're in a leadership role. Being able to tell somebody that what they do matters is incredibly valuable. It means a lot coming from coming from people that I know and respect to say that what we're doing. And and honestly, I do it because I'm passionate about it. I'm excited about having these conversations. Again, what are you doing in your life? Where can you spread your passion, your interest, your excitement. And then that creates just synergy. It creates a, a growth opportunity for others. And I think, I think that's a really cool thing that I just think there's, there's an opportunity to highlight that. And I try, you know, like as a teacher, as a coach, as somebody that works with leadership, I'm trying to do what you just did all the time. And the best part is it doesn't have, like, it doesn't ever have to be disingenuous because everybody, somebody is doing something awesome. I guarantee it. If you start looking for it. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, the hard part for at times for people, it could be your athletes, right. It could be your pa yeah. parents uh, working at a job. Everybody's kind of grinding, right. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what life is. You work hard and Try, you know, make the most out of it and, and then do the things that, you know, outside of work are those things in, that, that you'd like to enjoy and, and have fun with. But sometimes people get, get a little heads down. That's why I loved when the first time I heard the, the title of this podcast, you know, live eyes up. That to me makes a big difference because a lot of people, if things aren't going well for them, their eyes aren't up, they're, they're yeah. not up. And so sometimes yeah is leaders, we need to draw connections. You know, I was just on with a team here this morning and uh, they run all of our technology for all our people related stuff at, at DigiKey. It's a huge, huge undertaking. And uh, so I, I basically jumped in their stand-up meeting this morning and I and I started to draw some connectors or correlations to things. And I said, I don't, I don't think you really understand the impact. And 
you know what, I, I asked to jump in on uh, last week if I could come in, you know, on today. And, and uh, it, it takes very little effort as yeah. a leader. And I think you get a lot of great uh, synergy and mileage out of that. And it's not about leveraging stuff as a leader to get more. That's not why I did it. But if yeah. you if you don't do that in today's world, people can leave and go find somebody who will. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that could be your team that you coach it in your classroom or, you know, in the boardroom or the business room, whatever. Well, and I think you you said something that I'm really passionate about. And I, I think the thing that led me to realize that I could do something like the podcast, that I could do something like speaking and leadership coaching is when I was in my classroom, those connections were critical, right? And I I taught high school Spanish, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. being able to connect to to prior knowledge to prior understanding, just crucial because so much of it was like swimming for the first time, treading water, floundering a little bit. And I I think about, you know, eyes up really came. I had one runner in my mind when I was thinking about this title, like I, for a lot of reasons, it came out a bunch of different times in my writing and doing stuff, but I had one runner in mind. She's a two miler, uh, good kid, great kid, worked really hard, but about lap five of eight, you start to see her posture change her, her face just pointed straight at the ground. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was looking at the feet of the runner in front of her. And the way that you described it, we're in stuck in the grind. We're in the middle. We're trying really hard eyes down, head down. It shows discouragement. It shows how challenging it is. And I like, let's not discount somebody's experience and how hard they're working, how hard they're trying. And and that discouragement is real, but an attitude, a mindset shift, a change in perspective can happen just by changing our visual field. I'm trying to create an activity for a team I'm going to work with this spring where we're actually, there's going to be no verbal instruction. It's just visual cue instruction stuff because we want to create a different stressor and then have the athletes tell us how did how did that feel what did that feel like to not have the verbal cues and like just changing the visual field changes the language that we're going to use it changes the specifics of how we're going to get there what you're talking about as a leader can you put yourself in front of a group every just every once in a while very little work from you to just okay see me for a second let's hear a different voice let's hear a different concept let's redirect just powerful powerful stuff. I love it. Tell us, a. go ahead. Sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I, just a one quick to that is, and then as a leader, if you keep your eyes up, you're seeing things. And then what allows you is when you connect back with those people, you you can tell it almost in a, in a story version. And that has impact. This idea of, hey, great job today. Great job today. Great job today. Yeah, that's, we all say that. And that's important. But if you pull a kid aside, you pull a coworker aside, you you know, pull a spouse aside, whatever, and say, I don't, I don't think you really realize that when you did that, yeah, this is what happened. And that's the impact it had on me. Or I don't think you saw that, that you're that freshman teammate that's now in the corner of the gym at the end of the season, because they get to, you know, be a, be a practice dummy at the end of the season. Uh, you, I don't think you saw their face. And yeah. I think that's the part where uh, there's some people that think that's Pollyanna, and I don't, I think it's leadership and, and that realness and the, living in that reality and being open and honest about stuff with people is, is uh, that that's how you win. You have to connect to win. And I don't yeah. care if it's business or, 
your life or your marriage or, or again, the classroom. So, and man, we talk about intention a lot on this program, right? We want to be intentional. We want to be specific. We want to be detail oriented. Think about that when you're connecting, how do you get intentional about that connection? Well, do you know what they do in their spare time? Do you know how that might trigger into their work life when they had that connection with a coworker, when they made that difference, you saying good job is one thing and it's important, but what you just said, connecting on a level that creates specificity, that shows them your intent and your purpose is not, Hey, good job, Pollyanna. Like what, like you just said, but rather I see you and I see what you do specifically. Incredibly, incredibly important. Tell us about DigiKey. You are now, I brought you in as you were the principal of the high school that I was coaching at. You are now uh, the head of HR. You can tell me your title a little bit, describe your job, but what is DigiKey? It's it's a, the biggest business in Northwest Minnesota, I would say probably. Um, tell us about that experience because I'm curious how you got there. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll start at the beginning just to, real quick. You know, at the end of the day, no matter what I do, I'm a teacher and a coach and I'm yeah. unapologetic about that. Yeah. And uh, I think it it's uh, I'm super proud and I will I will always say that. And uh, so let's start there. You know, I started off my uh, career in education in Thief River Falls, where I graduated from. I was at our middle school and, um, you know, taught sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade different classes and was our head baseball coach for a long time. And coach football and coach basketball. I refed high school football for 20 years. And, you know, along that journey in education, I was a teacher and, you know, a couple of people said, well, you should think about jumping into administration. And I really wasn't uh, thinking that was a good plan. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but anyway, I got nudged and I said, it went for it. And, and ultimately after time at the middle school, I ended up as our, as the high school principal in Thief River Falls. And, and, uh, that was, and always will be, uh, my dream job. And again, I'm not afraid to say that, uh, what we were able to accomplish in a short period of time. Um, and now it's kind of table stakes, right? One-to-one, -one, some of the college and career readiness stuff. We did a lot of renovation, did a lot of stuff around culture. We really changed, uh, very quickly the face of, of how we operate as a school and created this in really great environment. And so I'll always be grateful for that. I, we had staff members that were so talented and willing to trust and embrace ideas and um, and have this mindset uh, of, about um, not about themselves. And uh, anyway, so you know that's that that's that. And uh, in 2017, and you know I got to know our president at DigiKey over the course of time, Dave Doherty, uh, an amazing leader. I, I it's he, he I, I'm in awe a lot of times. Uh, with him and how he can be so smart on on the business side and then in the same sense do it on the people side and that's that that to me is is pretty darn exciting and he came to me says hey you should you should think about coming to work for us and I'm like oh, that's not happening you're crazy <laughs> and uh, a funny story was we went to breakfast we talked about it and I went back to my office and I just went about my day I mean, I was, I was a principal of high school in the spring. You're busy. There's stuff going on and sure. kids need you. And, and, uh, you know, texted me like a week and a half later and said, Hey, you must have some questions by now. And I never got, when I got back to him, <laughs> I didn't really tell my wife. And then I texted my wife said, I, I think Dave was serious about this. And, and so then right away I went to, I'm never leaving Lincoln high school. And uh, I started to slow down a little bit and say, okay, I've always pushed everyone else to, to go try some things, not be scared. You know, fear doesn't get a vote is a big 
big, uh, you know, uh, core value for me and um, started to look at it. Uh, I never really had this great big uh, dream to be a superintendent, to be honest with you. Um, I love being a principal. And so I thought, well, if I'm going to take a risk, I'm either going to probably do it as a superintendent at some point, or I can try to go see if I can help, uh, you know, in some ways, in, in a small way at this really big company in my hometown. And honestly, working at DigiKey, we're, we're 5,100 employees globally. We're the seventh uh, largest private company in Minnesota. Our revenue is five point, you know, two billion. But that, all that aside, it's almost like I'm I'm in public service still because you can't screw up a company that big in your hometown. That that yeah. would be bad. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I, I'm, I'm more than blessed. I I've never. I hear horror stories all the time that I had this people say, well, I have this leader and they did X and they had, and I just have not had that. And I'm yeah. beyond blessed. I really hope I never do. I've seen bad examples of leadership or poor examples. I just haven't had one for me directly. And, and Dave's, you know, the biggest, I'm not afraid to say that the biggest reason I'm here, uh, but I've really grown to love DigiKey and uh, it took me a while and I had talk, tears for that. Talk times. to me about and that. Cause I, because that transition is always a, a phase that I'm really interested in, because I think when you say fear doesn't get a vote, I think the fear isn't necessarily the jump. I think a lot of us stand on a cliff with a bunch of water below us, pretty safe landing. We've seen somebody else do it. We will get there eventually. Most people will get there to take the jump. The The concern for a lot of people is what happens next, what happens after. After that how do I get back up to the top to get my clothes back on you know like yeah. that that is a is a question I always have for people that have done it because the fear changes it's no longer what if it's what's what now and that's a, almost a harder question so talk to us about that transition that you that you went through because I can't yeah. imagine it was easy no it it, it really was honestly, super difficult. I, I completely underestimated the emotional journey that I was going to go yeah. on. Uh, I, I can't, candidly, I think in some ways I over-identified as the principal personally of the high school. And that wasn't, not in a weird way. I just, I loved serving in our community and I was a prowler and that was it. Like this is, yeah. uh, but, but when you step back and, and, and make a shift like that and, you know, it didn't take long and I immediately found myself looking back, like, what did I do? Um, I got a very vulnerable story and I get goosebumps even talking about the first week here. Uh, I'm a Mac guy because I'm an educator at heart, right? And uh, they yeah. gave me a, a Dell, and, which I should have, and I couldn't get it to work. And I, and I uh, picked up my phone. I texted my wife. I said, hey, let's, uh, let's go out for lunch. And I, as a high school principal, you don't call your wife to go out for lunch. That's just yeah. not how it works. <laughs> and uh, I met her, went to the Senex, you know, over by the college and parked by the river there and and I got in her car and I I lost it and I cried as hard as I was convulsing uh, to yeah. be honest with you and I just was like what did I do and um you know so I had to work through that and it took me a long time and it 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 had it had nothing to do with DigiKey I have a gazillion former students that work here yeah. I know everybody like it's not that it's just like what am I supposed to do I had a network I had things that I accomplished. I had people I could call when I didn't know and understand. And, um, and so it was hard. And I, I would say it took me a good 18 months, probably. I don't know why I came up with that number, but it's kind of, to me, it's like, oh, 
now if I start to look at the what's possible, then it's like, oh no, you're you're still helping to try to build a culture here. You're still trying to do stuff that the company's never done before. Not me personally, but us yeah. as a company. Um, we're trying to grow leaders. We're trying to be viable. We're trying to be on the map. It's, it's, it's actually all the same types of leadership things. It's just in a different environment. And, you know, it's, uh, there's still times where it's, it's not easy, but, you know, I'm at five and a half years now. I'm really comfortable in my skin. And uh, what I mean by that is knowing this is my place. This is a good purpose for me. Um, and, and I enjoy that now. It's not, <clears throat> it's still not easy. You know, yeah. switching industries. I've had to learn a ton. I, you know, we we ship electronic components to to te, uh, you know engineers, and we drive innovation that way. But understanding what 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 role does inventory play in our business model and cash flows, and uh, you know, customer insights uh, from from Google on our uh, e-commerce, and so I've completely changed careers. Um, and it's, it's been super rewarding for me and I'm not scared anymore. I, I was yeah. scared. I, it's, it was probably good for me to leave the high school and go through this. Cause you know, if Dave came downstairs today at DigiKey and said, Hey, you know, we, we love you, Shane, but you're not getting the job done. So I, you know, I got to ask you to, to go find somewhere else. I wouldn't like it, but I wouldn't be scared and yeah. I would know how to handle it better. So I think, uh, I think I, I, it was a good move for me in that, that regard. Well, I think though, the one thing I think about, you know, as a teacher and I played college sports and I, then I went and coached college sports and then I went right to the classroom, you know, and it was like, mostly I've been at a school since I was five years old, four years old, three years old. I know the rhythms. I know the patterns. I know and understand how it works. Like you said, as a high school teacher, a principal, anybody that works in a school, you don't call someone outside of the school to go for lunch because your lunch is 30 minutes and you probably have a kid in your office or your classroom. <laughs> like you just yeah. can't go anywhere. I used to like go for uh, physical therapy because I had a, had an issue with my back. So I'd drive to physical therapy like nine in the morning on a Thursday. I'd be like, why are all these people out on the road? They're like, they should be at work. They should be at school. They shouldn't be not doing anything. And now I don't, like now I'm not in a classroom and I'm the person out on the road at nine o'clock in the morning and I'm going, oh, this is what a real, not real life. I mean, obviously, no offense, teachers and coaches, but you just don't understand that I don't have to be on for eight hours in a row. I'm going to be on for eight hours some point today, but it's not in front of a group and needing kids like it's just a different experience. And so to step outside of that world that you've been comfortable with since you were five years old. It's incredibly scary. <laughs> like it is, yeah, it is a yeah, big, yeah. big undertaking. And the thing that I think about, and again, we've had that, John and I have had this conversation many times is identity. You know, like who are you and what are you tied to? And how does that influence your belief system, your mindset, your structures in life? And then I think the thing that you're talking about is now that I've done it once, I know that I, I can do it again and I'm going to survive at least like, mm -hmm. So what did you take from your, let's start, start with coaching. Like you said, you're a teacher and a coach, you're a head baseball coach. How did that experience help you sit in the seat that you're sitting in right now? Yeah, I, I, I don't think educators and coaches get enough credit for the transferable skills that they have. You know, it, it's almost interesting, not so much now, because I'm further in my career and create some value. I'm probably busier than I than I than I want to be at times at DigiKey, but educators are used to doing many different things 
all at the same time. And, yeah. and uh, you know, it's, it's even like now I, you know, I, as I work out in the morning at the high school, you know, coach mom is in there and, you know, and in between sets, he's, he's mopping the floor and vacuuming the floor and we're straightening out the weight room for class. And, and <clears throat> that's just one example. There's many educators. I'm a baseball guy. You're constantly hauling your equipment and taking care of the little things. So I think, I think the, the part about education that is, is so different is if, if you have success for, and kids have success, you're doing something at a level that's personal. And, and so that, that works everywhere. I can honestly say when I started as a high school principal, I probably spent more time focusing on the kids. And this may not be a popular statement, but I'm okay with it. But by the end of my time at the, at the high school, I was focusing more on staff. Yeah. And it wasn't like, oh, don't worry about students or I didn't worry about staff. It was just this idea of, man, when I can get adults to be confident and work together and strategize, their impact is way beyond anything Shane can do with some kids. And For that's sure. the part where I think it carries over to here. And we're really big. We're really big, but we actually are kind of a small company in how we show up. People know everybody. We're a small town, even our people globally. You know, you get emails and 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 different uh, different things. So I think that the the biggest carryover is at the end of the day, if you want to win on the field and in classroom, you got to create an environment that that is super intentional and focused on 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 kids and where you want to go. There's there's zero difference to that in the business world, and I've seen it. Yeah. It's candidly what DigiKey is better at than than any other company in the world in our space. Now, not any company in the world. Yeah. I said in our space and in our industry. Yeah. And I, we get that feedback. I was at an industry conference this week and like, we love DigiKey. We love DigiKey. Well, well, why do you love DigiKey? And it's like, well, because you guys are always willing to partner. You're willing to listen and you understand our business. Okay, well, there you go. That's bread and butter for any relationship and growth. Um, so, so, but but I, I think the other part is educators uh, inherently, they, you know, you have technology skills, you have the ability to talk to people and listen and all, it just carries over. And uh, yeah. so I'm not all trying to emotional. have more educators leave the, the profession though. Stay where you're at. You're doing <laughs> a great job. It's going to get better. This pendulum is going to swing back. You do, you have too important of a job. Well, and that emotional intelligence you have to have to connect yeah, with, words, yeah. I mean, at 160 kids a day at one point, you know, that I was teaching if I don't know all of their names and know something about each and every one of them, I can't do my job. You know, I, I literally can't because I, I have a disruption because they don't care about me. So they're just like, whatever, I'm going to blow up this class today because it doesn't really matter. My, my peers are important to me, but I might get gain status from my peers by blowing up this class. Like, yeah, you have to be important to them and they have to be important to you. So you need, you know, whatever position you're in, it's, it's just great modeling. Like how do you, how do you have 150 relationships? How do you maintain and foster 150 relationships? One conversation at a time, right? One small, be interested, listen, just the things that you're talking about. You guys have probably 150 businesses minimum, right? That you guys are, are servicing. Like, how do you maintain those relationships? It's, it's no different. It's just the same thing that humans want. The people, the people that work in these organizations and companies are just people also managing the same stressors, the same challenges, the same fears, like it's all the same and it just shows up differently. How do you, I mean, as a baseball coach, like, you know, if you won an inning or not, you know, like, you know, if you won, 
that pitch or not. You're just constantly immediate results on the athletic field. How does that change as an administrator, school, organization? Because you're not getting that immediate feedback all the time. Yeah, that is a tremendous question. I think probably if I can dip back for a second, that's probably one of the things that I missed the most. The one thing you're used to in education is you get instant affirmation, good or bad, about what's going on. And, you know, I think, you know, no, no offense, but the business world isn't, you know, every time you have an interaction for somebody, it's not always, uh, hey, thank you so much for that. You know, kids for a lot of times are, you know, but I, I, I think it's a really good point. You know, Simon Sinek talks a lot about this and he has this book called Infinite Mindset. And it's, you know, some people call it the long game or the short game. You know, public companies have to look at things quarter to quarter. They're very numbers driven. Their scoreboard is super clear. And, uh, you know, if you make your numbers, you win. If you don't make your numbers, you don't. And kick people out if you aren't making your numbers and bring some more in if you are. Now, DigiKey, we we really, we're privately held. We have a tremendous owner uh, support structure. And we build things foundationally for the for the long game. Now, don't kid yourself. We have to sell parts. We have to get the right price for them. We have to get them to people the next day or two days or three days, whatever, depending on where they're at in the world. That's winning for us. Because if we don't do that, we don't get to pay, you know, some of the best healthcare in the country, our wages, invest in our facilities, which are second to none, uh, from a from a from all the way from the bathrooms to the break rooms to the to the the machines. So I, I think what the, the my my point would be is you have to keep it all in perspective because even what you said about the baseball thing, there's coaches that don't keep that in perspective and they lose it when you know we lose a game that we shouldn't have lost or, or we yeah. didn't win that inning or whatever. So I think anything in life is about keeping it in perspective. And when you keep it in perspective, it allows you to deal with the hard things. So you know what? There's times at DigiKey where uh, things aren't getting done well. And they impact the ecosystem, which could be part of our business. They could impact the ecosystem of our people. They could impact, uh, impact the ecosystem of our customer and suppliers. And we have to make changes. And that is being human. And so we have multiple scoreboards, I, I think, kind of going on all at one time. Um, but I think the biggest scoreboard is really understanding where do you want to go as a company and, and where do you want to take it? And I love the fact that I work for a company that we get to take the long game foundational approach um, which is very inclusive of people and our business strategy. And there's a lot of companies that, you know, I'm starting to understand because now I have a different career that they don't operate that way. And, and, yeah. and I hear that. How do you, how do you keep that scoreboard for the people or, you know, like, yep, we have our suppliers, we have, how do you keep it for, as a leader, what are you looking for? Cause you just said, kids are pretty transparent about their feedback. Oh, thanks for that little bit of help. I got it now. You know, thanks for that. Or, as I'm lecturing or as I'm teaching something, you just see it on their faces, the glazed eyes, the disinterest, you know, somebody talking to somebody like I've lost them. I have to do something like it's just immediate feedback. You're not going to get that from a 45 year old that's been doing it for 20 years. It's go just nodding along and saying, yes, thank you. Uh, you know, like how do you, how do you keep that scoreboard for your people? What levers are you pulling? What feedback models do you have so that you're actually getting accurate feedback instead of, you know, Hey, I, I just told you something hard and you can either listen or, you know, like, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm curious about that because I think a lot yeah. of places do that differently. And you're talking about your elite, your, how good your culture is. Clearly you guys do something well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so a lot of the, a lot of the parts about our culture, we get, uh, you know, anecdotally from all of those people that I talked about before. I think this will be transparent. We have some opportunity in our maturity and how we get feedback to inform where that culture is at, just to be very transparent. Now, that being said, though, um, you know, every day we ship anywhere from 25 to, to 28,000 packages a day. And I might get this wrong, but I'm pretty close. But but 80% of them are next day. That means yeah. they are showing up on somebody's doorstep so they can take those parts, put them on a board, do whatever they need to do for that, that next customer. And so one of the things that we think is drives engage if people are engaged is we're meeting those customers needs very consistently and we're you know our on-time ship percentages now COVID it was obviously lower because there was other things but you know just in the past few months we've had some of our highest shipping percentage we've had since pre-COVID which is like 99 uh and change percent so that's wow. one measure that being said there's a multitude of measures that that businesses can use you can look at your attrition rate you know, sure. is, is if it's very high, then, then what's going on in that area? Is the work uh, not challenging enough? Is it very kind of uh, repetitive? Do we have poor leadership in that area? Um, you know, so those, those are some of those things. How many people are applying to leadership roles in the company? Yeah. You know, if it stinks to that. be a leader, then you're going to see it because maybe we don't support leaders. Then you're going to see it by the lack of of applications. I think movement within the company is also a really strong indicator of engagement. Say, hey, I've learned this and I feel safe. So I'm going to now, I'm going to go, you know, jump into another role and learn some more stuff and create that, create that value. A lot of companies will use these big voice surveys. And uh, I think they're, they are impactful um, to a point. We have not done one now for a bit, but I think what you have to do is not get tied to one piece of data when you think about and reflect on the impact of your culture on your team. And the other part is if you're in leadership, you know, there's a lot of Saturdays, you can come here and you'll see our, our president or myself or other senior leaders out picking parts to catch yeah. up. Well, I'll tell you what, you want to get unfiltered feedback, go out and pick parts on a Saturday and they look like, why are you here? You're not yeah. supposed to be here. No, nope, we are supposed to be here because you're here. And then you start up conversations like, you know, how's it going? What could we do better? And, and things like that. So that's, that's very informal. I think from a formal perspective, we honestly have some, some maturity to do. We were on a good path and then, you know, COVID came and, and we'll get back to that. But those are some of the, the indicators I think that, um, uh, you know, leaders can use. And, and one last one too is, is when's the last time, you know, a lot of leaders uh, will just grab random groups of people to say, let's sit down and have lunch. It's like a principal grabbing students and having a lunch yeah. and having two or three leading questions and sitting back and, and listening. So but the, I think the biggest key is wanting to know and wanting to understand. And the tools are kind of endless of what you can sure. choose uh, to find out. That makes sense to me because like culture is complex and multiple. It's constantly moving. It's a target that is is really hard to pin down. And yet I think you just for you leaders go back and listen to some of those measures and those metrics, because I think we get lost in how do I check in? How am I looking for these things? One of the things that you said that landed for sure with me is like, is there, is there a desire within the company for internal movement or internal like uh, promotion, right? What is that saying? Safety. You said you, that's the word you used. I feel safe enough to keep learning, to keep trying. 
I talk all the time with my coaches that I talk to about progress. Show your people their progress and they will not care if they're winning on the scoreboard on Fridays and Saturdays and Tuesday nights. They'll see the progress and that will feel like winning because they know eventually those things are going to happen. Yes, they want those immediate and clear results, but when you can demonstrate progress consistently. To me, in a company, progress is the desire to keep learning, the desire to be curious about another position, the desire to move inside of that company. Is that something you guys express? Is that a clear statement for you guys as leaders to your people? Like there's an opportunity here? Yeah, definitely. You know, some of uh, uh, one of my colleagues, uh, Linda Johnson's her name, She's been here. Uh, she's our senior vice president of global operations. So the bottom line is that once it comes in through the website, everything that happens outside of the distribution center, you know, almost touches through her team. It's it's super complex. We're shipping yeah. stuff to 180 countries. And you don't just ship stuff everywhere across the world. Like there's a lot of complexity. And you know, um, you know, Linda started, and in her first job here, you actually actually it was almost like being a lifeguard at the, at a pool. You'd spend two and a half hours here, two and a half hours here, two and a half, and and different things like that. But but Linda's a prime example. We have others across the company that, you know, uh, moving people around is really important. I I think probably one of the biggest reasons I was brought in is just a just new eyes, you yeah. know. And yeah, there there may have been some street credibility, you know, just being from Thief River a little bit, but but looking at things with with a different set of eyes. So moving people around is important. And right. I don't think people take that that leap enough because it's like, no, it's too busy right now, or I don't have time to help that person know that last 20% that they're not going to know. But if, if that person's got, you know, these, these strong transferable skills that we've talked yeah. about, and you talk about every week, then move up and then support yeah. them with the learning. Um, you know, that, that, that's going to be really important. And I love what you said about progress as well. The thing that's showing progress does it, it allows for momentum to have some play. And yeah. we're so big that things don't move terribly quickly all the time. Yeah. It, it's yeah. not a reality. So if we don't show progress, we don't create momentum. We don't create momentum. We create gaps. We create gaps. We have issues. We have issues. Yeah. We don't meet the, I mean, it's, it's, it's really not that hard of a math problem. I'm a terrible math guy, but it's uh, lots of leaders and companies, uh, you know, they mess it up all the time. And even if you do mess up, then then stop it and be vulnerable and go back and fix it. But there's many people that just don't care and they keep, they just keep going, you know? Well, so. and I was reading something recently about so, like all social processes are momentum driven. So even in friendships, if you talk to somebody, the likelihood of you talking to them tomorrow increases right this time of the state wrestling tournament i'm headed there today roughly as soon as we're done with this conversation i've been talking to some people that i haven't talked to a ton in two or three months because we're going to see each other this weekend there's some changes going on we're we're interested in the results from yesterday or the results from last weekend all right now we've had conversations for the last five or six days i'm really excited to see them today because We've been in contact. That momentum just carries you forward. Everything in life can benefit. Again, and like I think about this as our visual field again, right? Where we're looking, where we're paying attention, that's where we're headed. And so when we engage with 
a new relationship or an old relationship again for the first time, that's where you're going. That's where your your gaze is directed. That's the direction you're going to head. As a business, you talk about moving people around. Like the same thing is true. Use your skills, direct them towards a different thing. I bet it's going to be good. <laughs> you know, like yeah. yes, there might be an onboarding process and a, and a skill deficit at times. Well, that's for the leaders to support. Like you said, I love, I love that idea. And I wish it was easy. Like I wish companies made it easier. I wish the world in some ways made it like it was easier to transition because we things have gotten fast and complex that people, you know, when you think about talent, you know, you got three, there's three real approaches. You can build it, you can borrow it, which is, you know, moving people around, build it, of course, we would understand, or you can buy it. I think uh, people get caught up in the buying all the time because uh, like, oh, I don't have time to, I don't have time to help this person or whatever. And then when they're gone in six months or eight months or a year and a half, then, then you're right back. I even think about it in terms of coaching staffs in high schools, Yes, you know, and it's harder all the time to get coaches. And, you know, the, this podcast today is not about those reasons, but, you know, you think about it. When have you, when have you grabbed a freshman coach who's maybe a little green and said, Hey, I'm cutting tape this weekend uh, to do a scout on, you know, uh, you know, whatever, Fergus Falls. And yeah. uh, I want you to sit with me so that you can learn a little bit, but then, then I want you to help me present the notes to the rest of the staff on Sunday night. You know, and, yeah. and obviously I'm talking about football here and, and, you know, when do you do those things? And yeah. that's the stuff where um, we, we're going to have to do it or we're, we're and again, in the work in, in the in a business or in a school or on in, in the classroom or coaching staffs, we're going to have to do that. Or we're just not going to have those people around because they can go do something else. They can they can sit home and do something remote, which there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying we can lose people to that and, and they miss out on some other opportunities. So we're going to have to be active, be intentional. And my last point on what you said is you, you have to be the more, whatever you focus on is really candidly what you're going to get more of. That's what you guys yeah. talk about all the time. Yeah. I got a quick story I heard from a person this week. There's a bunch of high school students that went to Colorado and they were going on a white raft, whitewater rafting trip. And there was this huge snowfall and then this huge heat wave, like back to back. So it pushed all this water down into the rapids and the rivers. And so the, instead of being, uh, you know, level two or three rapids, they were now level four and five. And they're like, Hey, you know, we can't go. And the kids, you know, high school kids are like, yeah, we can't, let's go. We're going. And the guy said, well, are you willing to make a commitment? And the kids said, yeah. And said, well, normally it's 15 minutes and you're in the boat and you're going down the rapids. He said, you need to commit to me that you're going to, you're going to be engaged and, and really thoughtful because it gets more dangerous, hidden trees, all this stuff but we're going to be, you know, in a classroom for four to five hours. And, and uh, so they did it, but his whole point of is we can focus on the rock ahead or when we get in those tight moments, think about the calm waters that come after. And it was, it's a simple kind of visual for that. But the whole idea is we can focus on the tree, the rock and whatever, recognize that instead. Hey, yep, there it is. But I'm going that way. And I see clear water and that's just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of the stuff that you guys talk about, which I hope people really gravitate towards and listen to. I love that, right? There's, if if we're focused on the tree, we're going to hit the tree, right? It's why in like sports psych, we don't, we never use the word don't or no, right? We don't want to say right. to ourselves, don't, right? Don't swing at the first pitch. Like 
take an, take an aggressive approach, but take the first pitch, right? Like use different language in that. Because when you say don't swing at the first pitch, your attention is swing at the first pitch, right? When you say take the first pitch, your attention is on take, you know? And so these, these little details, what we focus on is what we do. What we see is where we direct our attention and our time. It's again, it's been an ongoing theme to the podcast. I hope that most of you understand that out there, but they're just these really relevant examples are so powerful to help us bring this to our people, right? I, you know, let's be real. Not everyone that you are leading is listening to a podcast like this one to try and grow and get better. So how do we take takeaways to give someone that we're trying to influence? Because right? that's what leadership is. Leadership is the capacity to influence towards positive or towards what we want as outcomes, right? Leaders are demanded to get the, the necessary and desired result, right? And that's our job. And yet, uh, Yes, last week just said this to go from five million to ten million. That's not you. That's your team, right? To do oh, absolutely like you have to empower your team members to do that. How are you growing people? This is probably my last question because it's I think it's the big one, right? How do you grow people? Classroom, business, teachers. You talked about going to your staff. Like I just think about that. I focus on teacher or my students for the first couple of years. By the end, it was my staff because they're your team. That's going to get you the results mm-hmm. that you want. How do you grow those real positive influencers to, yeah. to be empowered, to influence? Yeah, great question. I'm probably the, one of the things that I'm most proud of at my time at Lincoln, and we can jump into DigiKey in a second, was probably some of the most unsexy work you can do as a staff. Mm-hmm curriculum development standards learning targets and assessment our test scores weren't always great and so what we did is we used the data the scoreboard in that case and said hey like these numbers aren't this isn't where we should be living and you know how do we want to tackle that problem and so you know so we worked with a consultant for a period of time and to really look at no offense, state of Minnesota gives you 9 million standards or national standards and there. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can teach them all. It's not possible. All right. So how do we triangulate this stuff with the, you know, ACT, MCAs? And it wasn't about testing, but it was how do we, how do we pare it down to a point where we can be impactful with our kids? And um, it, it's not fun work, but one of the things that I found is when I attended those meetings, even though I didn't know a darn thing about science standards, but I didn't miss and I asked questions and I was at the table with them as they're muddling through that work. That to me is how you show people um, that you're willing to do whatever it takes for them to succeed and your kids to succeed. So I think that number one thing is if you invest in them and I'm not talking about writing a check and bringing a speaker, yeah. that's easy. You should do that, but, but you can't be, in this case, the principal who, who brought someone in, got the meeting started, and then went to your office. You, you yeah. have to be where they're at. Now, you can't be there all the time because you got not, you got other parts of your job to do. But um, that, that whole idea that I care about what you do and I'm interested in what you do uh, gets you uh, a long ways. And it's no different at DigiKey. Uh, it's a bigger environment now. So one of the things that I try to do is a lot of informal mentoring. I might be in a meeting 
And it's somebody I don't interact with often and they do a great job with uh, presenting some data, asking a question, whatever it happens to be. And I've created this habit when I walk out of that, that meeting room, I grab my phone, I jump on my email and I, I pick somebody to send an email to if it's warranted and just say, hey, I don't think you realize that question that you asked allowed us to get you know, 10 feet farther on, on where, yeah. than where we thought we were going to be. And so I, I just, I really try to keep it uncomplicated and, and I get it. Um, a lot of people might not agree, but that investment and that ability to be vulnerable and transparent with people, um, I think takes you a long way. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. There's, there's teachers I let go at the high school. Okay. Yep. Not everything was Pollyanna, but, it, but when we got to those points that we knew that that's what needed to happen, both sides and, um, and things weren't working out in, in the same within life. We, so if you invest in people and you care and uh, are vulnerable about your own shortcomings and transparent about where you're trying to take the organization, I don't think that's calculus, but many no. people treat it that way. Well, I, I don't know. I Simple but not easy is like a tagline for this podcast, right? Yeah. Simple but not easy. If it's simple but it's hard to do, you're probably going in the right direction. If it lacks complexity, if it doesn't take a lot to explain, and yet it's really hard to be consistent about, do that stuff, what you're talking about, giving immediate feedback, creating relationships. They're not hard to do. It's not complex. It's identifying that people matter. It's telling them that you care. It's showing them their progress. It's all of the things that we've talked about here today. And yet, it is really, really easy to not do also. You know, it's simple to do, simple not to do. Simple. And yet when we commit to the behavior, long-term committed behavior done over time, we change a culture. That's it. Like, that's it. Yeah. And I thank you for doing that somewhere, especially in your hometown. Right. And not all of us get that opportunity to have this influence where we're from, a place that grew us. You know, it takes a village to raise a child. We've heard this from forever. I've lived in Thief River. I think it's an amazing community. I wish it was closer to anything, actually. Yeah. Because I consider <laughs> yeah. we struggle with I, that. <laughs> I consider being in that place because of the people, because the people, you know, I, I was in the wrestling community there and I still work with the wrestling team there. The people in that community are salt of the earth, great people. Well, why? Because they they perceive life like we're talking about and they do the work. They show up for other people. That's not the same everywhere. I've not had that experience everywhere I've gone to. And it's because of leaders like DigiKey, like ArtCat, right? They, these things that have have influenced that community in a powerful way. So I thank you for, for that work and thank you for leading us, showing us how you do it. I know it's just, you know, from your perspective, this is just what we do. This is just how we do it. I'm not doing anything special, but like you said at the beginning, when, when we share this stuff, it become, it can become special. It creates an opportunity for growth that we don't even know about. So thank you for joining me for your insight. Good luck, man. I, I, I wish you nothing but the best. Um, yeah. Appreciate well, it. Keep spreading, keep spreading the good word. The reason things like these podcasts that you have are important is because for leaders, it's not always easy either. So I want to be clear about something. I don't, I don't yeah. live in the space that I just talked about for 45 minutes, every second of every day. It's not possible. Yeah. So that's why you have to interject yourself and be challenged by a podcast, a book, a friend, a colleague, 
you know, who are those people that will tell you the truth no matter what, yeah. you know, because you're going to ebb and flow as, as a leader. And it's, it's super important to, uh, to have that, but no, I, I, I certainly enjoyed my time uh, with you today. I, I could talk about this stuff for hours and it's uh it's a, uh, you know, a big part of who I am and, and I sure appreciate it. Well, we we could for sure talk about it for hours, but I want to respect, respect your time and, and yeah, everybody else yeah, that's thanks. listening. I, I that question you just left us with incredibly powerful. How are you reflecting? How are you growing? How are you engaging and getting better? And I love that thing that you just said. Who are your people that are actually going to challenge you? Because a lot of us, especially in leadership positions, get a lot of people trying to say, "Oh yeah, it's good, it's fine, it's great. You're doing what wonderful." Yeah. Like. No, we got to have that real, true, authentic feedback. And uh, it's it's not easy to get. Who are those people? Maybe you, I, this is an opportunity for you to say thank you. Who are some of those people in your life? You know, I, I think, uh, you know, I have some pretty close uh, buddies that, you know, I think are, uh, they always keep you grounded in the way buddies do, you know, yeah, and for sure. I, I think, uh, you know, I still have, uh, you know, I, I got a text from uh, from someone the other day from the high school. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, Lynn Dyer was his name. And he said, Hey, he said, uh, I hope you're doing all right. Make sure you're not going too fast. Yeah, we need you around yeah. here or something. And I'm healthy, but I'm just, you know, so I, I, I'd probably be remiss if I try to call people up, but I just, it, it can't be everybody that, that tells you exactly how it is. You know, I'll give probably uh, the biggest credit, I better give a lot of credit to my wife. She, she's, uh, sure. she's been a, a rock for me as we, as I've went through this journey. I don't, I don't know that I realized it before, but it's like, she's the head coach in the family now. And, uh, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way, it's like, you know, picking me up and doing some things and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on my MBA right now at Carlson in Minnesota. So that's a tremendous stressor on top of it. And yeah. so you got to have those people and, um, Leaders, you need to take care of yourself. There is times where leaders need to be selfish as well. And that's yeah. okay. Tell people what you need. Tell them what you, you know, what you expect. And hey, I can't do that today. And and so because your health is really your team's health as well. So yeah. No doubt. Well, thanks again. Appreciate it. We'll we'll grab lunch next time in town and I'm in town or something. Great. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I take care and enjoy the wrestling tournament. Thanks again to Shane. What a cool conversation. I I love these connections. I just it's my happy place. I said that to Shane when we got done and he's like I can tell cuz we could do this forever. I want to step out of my comfort zone, my happy place. I love having the conversation. What do I do now? How do I apply it? That's harder. It's harder for all of us. It's harder for for me, who's doing it and trying to live it so that I can bring stuff back to the organizations I work with, the teams I work with, the coaches I work with, you people that are listening out there so that I can say, this is what I'm experiencing. This is the stress or the fear or the frustration or the doubt that I'm trying to work through right now. And I still want to move forward. I don't always do that. I sometimes sit still because of the fear, because of the challenge. Shane said it, fear doesn't get a vote is a core value for him. What do we do with that? What are you going to do with that? How often does fear chime in and say, hold on, I would like to have a role in making this decision. 
And I don't mean this in a trite way. I don't mean this in a simple way. Are you aware that it's the fear stopping you? How does it show up? Is it in the what if? Is it in a feeling in our body? Is it an emotion that creeps in? Does it show up as manifest as anger? Does it come out and explode into other people? Because it's not always a little voice in your head saying, don't do that, I'm afraid. It's rarely that. How do we take that phrase, fear doesn't get a vote, and apply it in our life? We don't want to be reckless. We don't want to be silly. We want to make bad decisions. Those are different things. Where can we engage with our own fear and how it makes us change, distracts us from being on the path that we want to be on in life? As leaders, a couple other takeaways from the conversation. Where are you encouraging movement and learning? How can we borrow talent? Shane used this, right? You can build talent. You can borrow talent. You can buy talent. I love this idea. Most of us are trying to build talent as best we can. But where can we borrow it? We already have it in some places. And that borrowing may actually re-engage that person in a new way also. I went from when I was playing college football, I went from being a cornerback to a safety. My skill set as a cornerback was not direct. I was not a great cornerback. I was a better safety. There, I was sitting there going, I, I may not be used the best here. I got put in a new position. I was reinvigorated, re-energized, excited again. My my play changed. What where can we do that? Where do we just have someone that has awesome skills? We might need to borrow that and put it in a different position. I love this. This, How can you tell that you have a healthy culture? How can you tell that you have an organization that's moving and progressing? Well, people in that organization, people in that culture are learning, are safe to take risks and try new things and want to move up of internal promotion. And sometimes we need voices from outside. Absolutely, that's true. But you understand this. There's just... There's different seasons for different things It's required differently. But when we can encourage people to move and learn and progress inside of our organizations to, to challenge the status quo, to step outside of the comfort zone, we get better results. How do we do that? We have to be where people are. I know you. I see you. I care about this thing that you're doing, giving those feedback moments that are unsolicited and then doing it with consistency we've said this so many times simple but not easy consistent action done consistently or long-term committed behavior done consistently over time how do we pull that into our leadership what shane has showed us that when we do this not just from him but from other members of the digikey family like when they do this you get exceptional results How, how can we take that leadership and put it into our, our opportunity, our life? 
because this is how we reflect and grow. We engage with things like this podcast, like Shane, who are those people that can be mentoring us more consistently instead of just doing it? I get to have these face-to-face conversations. It's via Zoom, but you get what I'm saying. And it grows me. It pushes me because I'm here. I'm present. I'm listening. I'm asking questions. Don't just take out your headphones, turn off the phone and say, I'm, I got it. I'm good. This was really helpful. Yes, it is. And what's next? Push into those places. Get better today. So excited that you could join me. So excited that Shane was able to grow us today. Who can you grow? Who can you share this with? How can you make this community grow and get better by your influence, by your leadership? Always an exciting challenge. I'm always grateful that you continue to show up. Thanks for being a part of this family. I'm not going to have a podcast episode next week. We are taking a little vacation. So there'll be a break here and then we'll get back to provide an awesome content for you moving forward. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Check out the website, eyesupmindset.com. If there's anybody out there that needs some help, reach out. Love to Love to have a conversation about how we can serve you. Thanks for being a part of us. And as always, live eyes up.